Two movies enter and one movie leaves as we watch two mascots. One, a short from 1933, because I'm tired. And the other one, a Christopher Guest film from just last year, available on Netflix. All in today's second be the only one. podcast where we watch two movies with the same title determine if one of those movies have to change or even if both do who knows it's a wild and crazy game it might happen my name's robert Rowe, and joining me today is herman omega prime davis now before uh this is this is uh there's been a small break in these uh recordings not necessarily when it was being released but i was in austin for about a week and a half yes and i did not go <coughs> no unfortunately Herm- herman decided this is the year he didn't want to go and it was the best year yeah, ever. yeah it's like oh who cares tenacious d forget that mess yeah who wants to see overlord who cares about that new halloween movie boring who want to see elijah wood and jamie lee curtis right right this guy yeah and herman just decided i'm gonna stay at home and watch a simple favor <laughs> and watch assassination nation and I'm going to pout. Yes. And White Boy Rick. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. You watched all of them. It was a cavalcade of movies that you watched. Yes. Uh, usually, for these things, it's good to have uh, sleep in between. <laughs> that did not happen this year. Uh, there was about a seven-minute walk between the Airbnb and and the and the, the event. Okay. You last, could, year, you, last year was a minute walk, so you have... Yeah, it was it was a bit more of a constitutional this year. Okay, uh, it, if if one were so inclined, there there was parking closer to the events, and and the the car was available. But come on, it's such nice weather out in Austin. Why would one and anyone want to do that anyway? Um, <laughs> there 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 were definitely nights, especially after horror movies, that that it would have been better instead of walking home alone. You know how like you feel like you've immediately just started into a horror film when you're just walking home. Yeah, sudden, espe- especially. I mean, I'm pretty sure some of our listeners has been to the Animal Draft House since they listened to this podcast. If not, yeah, because <laughs> of this podcast, well, they went, "Boy, these guys make it sound exciting." Time for me to yeah. take a road trip. But the Animal Draft House is actually in the residential area, so once you leave or go around the corner from it. It gets really dark really fast, and it's very, very hilly. It's it's strange how how immediately uh, desolate the area around that area uh, is, how close it is to downtown. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, as it was explained to me by, by the Airbnb host, the sprawl is to the west and the north of, of Austin, not to the south and to the east, which is where this area is. Sprawl is in, like, where the neighborhoods are starting to be built up. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, right. There was a there was an alternative uh, footpath that uh, you could tell on the map that looked like it would be leading into uh, some sort of civilization at at some point. But after running about a mile in in, in like broken rocks and stuff and seeing absolutely <laughs> nobody there on a Saturday uh-huh. morning where everything else was well traveled, it, it it occurred to me that it might be a better idea to just go back. And take the road that I normally take for these things. You didn't go take our famous hiking trail this time. No, not there. It was another one. It was even just as as uh, suspicious. Where where uh, it, yeah, I should. I, I was walking a- along the the Colorado River path where it hit a point where they just said, "We're not even going to bother having a footpath. You have to go back up." Like it, this is meant for kayaks and people in canoes and stuff. Uh-huh. You know, not not what you're trying to do. Well, you could have you could have got you could have walked through it. Right. You know. So. So, uh, on average, uh, uh, I was getting back to the room at around 2 in the morning, 
and getting back at the theater at about 11 and in between running about three or four miles. And that, that kind it's of okay. – So, so, uh, so uh, I, uh, there was plenty of caffeine consumed. And then uh, uh, I stopped taking my allergy medicine, which was kind of like a, <laughs> a plus-minus situation. I stopped being drowsy, but I also started sneezing a lot. Because even even outdoorsy, it's still pretty bad. Uh, and and by the time I got back, I, I dropped caffeine cold turkey, and uh, started taking the allergy medicine. And I have done nothing but sleep for the past two days. And mm-hmm. and uh, it's that kind of recovery that that you need if if you do these if you go on vacation for long periods of time and think oh I'll come back on Sunday night and be refreshed for work the next yeah. day. Um, unless you just don't want to do anything for work the next yeah. day. You probably need to give yourself at least a day or two just to kind of recover from this thing, and did that's you, that's kind of what this this podcast is going to be. It's a recovery. Did you even do your routine where you stopped at Daryl's? You was like, you know what? I'm not stopping at Daryl's on the way back. Oh, I stopped at Daryl's. <laughs> oh, you didn't call nobody. <laughs> that's right. I was afraid uh, by the time someone was going to show up, I was going to be asleep. I was I was really tired, but I was like, I was like, I, I apologize to Herman because, but but yeah, I, I no, it was like. And there was even a wreck on the interstate, like right at the bridge, and uh, went down to one lane, and it still wasn't that bad. But by the time I got home, I I just I fell asleep and I was no, dead. I, I so. mean, I understand completely, you know, <laughs> because last year when I went and we got home, I thought I was gonna go to work the next day, and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna no. take a couple of more days off, you know. Yeah, so this is eight days. Uh, the first day has three viewing viewing blocks. The last day has four. Every other day in between has five. So technically, there are 37 chances to watch things that exist. It's not necessarily uh, movies. It's whatever they have programmed in the block. And sometimes it's something that you want to see other than a movie, like what they did with the Tenacious D shorts that are going to be available on YouTube pretty soon. Uh, There were some uh, uh, anime shorts that they made available. They weren't that great. Uh, But it was the closest thing to about... uh, There were were very few things in it that were appropriate for anyone under 18, if not anyone under 21, because 21 is the limit to go to this thing. you got to be 21 or over. Oh, so they didn't fuck around with just being a legal adult? you got to be over Because they don't want... Because uh, the carding thing. Because people drink all the time at this festival. You're so. right about that. I guess, I guess, you know what? Yeah. All right. They also uh, had uh, cigarette candies, which I gave my niece and nephew, and my sister went livid when she saw it. We've had cigarette candies. I know. We grew up on it. We turned yeah. out all right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't smoke, and yeah, I don't no eat candy cigarettes all the time. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they, that was the opening night party was, uh, was candy thing because it was Halloween, so they uh-huh. decided to throw some other stuff. They even had little holes that you could stick your hand into, and they go, ooh, that's brains. Ooh, those are eyeballs. That's, and then they gave you a napkin afterwards because it was gross. Um, but, yeah, they, they did stuff like that. They had an overlord party, which was uh, themed like World War II themed, and uh-huh. uh, this was just verified later online because – uh, there was a movie going on at the same time, but they they made it all like hell broke through loose at like midnight and stuff. But they offered you know like food. Same thing with the uh, uh, the after party for El Royale. They did uh, they did a casino night where they had roulette tables being uh, available for anyone or karaoke, which was uh, another thing that was just available. And they divided the the house in between California and Nevada, just like in the movie. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not going to ask you about. Specifically, movies, but Robert, how many Fantastic Fests have you been to, including this, is the this third one? one yeah, this is the third one. So, I mean, it's kind of a short rank, but what you rank this one as? Well, the first one will always be the first one. Like it'll be number one, but it's okay. better than last year's. <laughs> Not, nothing, nothing against uh, yeah. what happened last year, 
but it, they were definitely in a transition year, and uh-huh. it, it caught them off guard this year. They were definitely on their game. Uh, they they even had little things that they gave away at, at certain points, like they gave everybody a shot of sangria uh, at the beginning of uh, Climax because that's that's what happens in the movie. Like yeah. Sangria p- punch bowl was uh, spiked. That, I just told you the plot. That's the whole plot of that movie. Okay. Uh, they, they also had Deadly Games there mm-hmm. where it's Home Alone, but it was in France. They gave everybody cookies that were peppermint cookies, but it was cooked like – you know how you have like macadamia nut cookies where it's uh, not necessarily like a peppermint shape, but it's like it looks like normal cookie, but it had little shards of pe- peppermint in there. Yes, sir. That's basically what it was like. Um, sure. But it it was nice little touches. Oh, border. That was probably the most interesting one uh, for border. They gave everybody insects to eat, like gr- like chocolate grasshoppers, insects. Or, no, like- it was just roasted insects. Is what they they I think uh. it was like little crickets or grubs or something. Yeah, yeah. They saw that at uh, baseball games in Seattle. Yeah, they um, there was actually a three course meal uh, that was off site that you could do and watch Border, but it was happening at the same time as the Tenacious D thing, and uh-huh. that was a no. That was a hard pass <laughs> because there were they did that quite a bit. There was a lot of uh, programming against another thing that that made uh, made it, the choices very difficult. So, so uh, going forward, you seeing that they're going to keep this model going forward for next year, probably, huh? Well, let's hope so. Uh, they they definitely had uh, they were aiming for uh, at least five of the films there were Netflix films, mm-hmm. so they're going to be made available pretty soon. They also had some Amazon releases. Uh, there was A24 was a big player. So they're, they're aiming for certain markets. You could tell that Universal was uh, their big uh, get uh, when it came to the, the studio because that, though, that I think that's both Halloween and Overlord. So they're definitely aiming toward a studio to help sponsor them in, in, in these releases. And they can get like big studio gala release things or whatever. So That's the only thing I'm going to miss because there's a lot of movies at Fantastic Effects that comes out that – don't come out for a long time that you just miss out on. Yeah. Because, I mean, they, the one I went to, there's some movies that still haven't came out, some that's, that finally got a release date. And um, so I, I'm trying to go and watch some of the movies that uh, you and um, Super Fantastic Fiend, you know, uh, I don't want to say his name because I don't know. Because <laughs> you, you can't pronounce it? <laughs> yeah, plus that, that too. But, you know, they they, they, they put a, the whole list on our Fantastic Fiend's uh Facebook page, if y'all want to go check that out, it's a good check out to go uh, see the movies that's that was played and see what they uh, they thought about it. But uh, I, I, that's what I like about those festivals and uh, just just so that you can see a movie that you normally would not have seen and you you already paid, so go see it and you might like it because that happened to me last year. I, a lot of movies that I would not have seen based on the trailer alone, and I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Right. That, that's what you're trying to do is trying to find the movies that you wouldn't expect to have been good that turn out to be pretty good. Mm-hmm. But the uh, big releases uh, felt appropriate for that festival. Not saying that they haven't in the past, but it, it was more than just getting a big-name film. They got a big-name film, but they also got a genre film that works for that audience that really enjoyed it. Um, there was probably the most applause breaks that I've seen for a movie. Uh that was the Tenacious D one. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> because because after it was it was mainly a musical, uh-huh. and it was after uh, they would also be chapters. So after every after every musical break and every chapter, there was like a woo. It, it did help that they were in the audience, so they were trying to butter up to those guys. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Night comes for us was a close second on people just being uh, absolutely um, in love with the movie. Uh, the one that was the festival favorite because they ranked them at the end of the. There were there was a top three. 
I had seen two of the three. Uh, the top one was One Cut of the Dead. It's one of those, uh, you don't know anything about it, don't know anything about it going into it, just know it's 90 minutes long. Okay. You, you, you have to know it's 90 minutes long. Because there's going to be a point where you feel like, oh, I guess this is it. No, it is not it. So, so uh, keep going. Uh, the second one is The Guilty. That one actually all took place in a, uh, a 911 center in Sweden. Mm-hmm. It is, it's, it's kind of tense. It's, it's meant almost like a stage play. It's surprising it got that high of a, a score. There was other ones where it felt like it, it would have gotten a better score. And the third one I didn't see, which was After the Screaming Stops. They had two movies about... After uh, the Screaming upset- Stops? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was about, there were two movies about boy bands. Uh, one was about their fans. This one was actually about a boy band that existed uh, somewhere in England. I'm not sure, 100% sure. It might have been Australia. could have mm-hmm. been Australia. But, uh, yeah, that, that was a pass just because I had no idea who the, the band was, and I just went, eh, whatever. And this ranking is on the Fantastic Fest website? It could be. It could be? They, okay. they announced it at the end of the was uh, it any Were there any movies that uh, could make our show? Possibly. Possibly. Uh, wasn't paying attention, really. <laughs> no problem. I understand. But. Uh, there there might have been. Um, uh, probably the ones that I didn't see. But, yeah, there's bound to have been ones. that. that but, but more importantly, they had a bunch of them that are, that are coming out on Netflix really soon. Like, uh, they Hold the Dark's already out on Netflix. Uh, the Apostle's coming out. Uh, really recommend The Night come, Comes for Us. That That is... Right up there with like the raid and John Wick as being one of those. Oh, types that's, of that's films. come on now! Don't 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 hype it up that much. Now. It you is can't a Mount Rushmore. Uh, well, now. well, you can't watch it by yourself. You gotta uh-huh. you get friends together, come together and watch that movie, man. It's What's great. the name of that movie again? Since night, you, the night comes for the us. The night comes for us. Yeah, it, it's it's three weeks. It'll be out on uh, Netflix. They, uh, mean, from whenever we were. Uh, at the festival, so it might even be at, be at like two and a half, and probably already out by the time this. I haven't heard released. you talk so high level movie since The Witch. Yes, <laughs> go see The Witch. Go see The Witch. But one of the things that they do in front of these is they they show a lot of previews or bump bumpers uh, themed to either what's uh, the overall theme, which is South Korea, or whatever. Uh, revenge. The theme. Well, yeah, either revenge or whatever theme that they have for that particular movie, and birth movies, death. Uh, they they sponsor a lot of those. It's a website that ha- goes through and does a lot of the digging for a lot of that stuff. And uh, that's where the mascot came in uh, mm-hmm. because they, they showed a quick preview. This this guy that directed the, the 1933 shorts is named Wadislaw Sterowitz. Oh, and, I was going to pronounce it. I, you know, I know how to pronounce it. Sure you do. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he has he is credited with uh, forty six directorial things, and most of them are shorts. The longest thing that he had done on that list was one of the ones that they had profiled on this. Uh, I, I guess doc. I don't want to say documentary, but it was like about a five minute expose of of this guy. It was called the story of the fox. Mm-hmm. It sounds almost like the film that we saw over at Buttonumathon. Do you remember what the name of that film was? The one that they that they showed Nazis? Was it called the story of the? It wasn't called the story of the fox. No, it was wasn't it? called the story of the fox. But uh, it was something that that something of that ilk. But it was also stop motion animation or, or animated. Uh, but the the one that was getting the rave reviews was the mascot. And uh, the plot. The reason why we haven't talked about this much is there's not much of a plot to is talk there a about. Trailer? Uh, I, since there was no talking. In the movie, I'm not even going to bother with finding out there was a trailer for this or okay. not. Uh, just know uh, that this is uh, it, it is all available on YouTube. You can find the entire uh, 20, 26 minute short on YouTube. 
The plot is, uh, according to this, a stuffed animal goes on a journey through frightening streets to get it, its kid an orange. That is essentially what happens. Uh, there's a, a mom who is working diligently to take care of her kid. The kid is like, oh, I'm so parched. I want an orange. This is the only bit of dialogue that they have in this movie. And she's like, can't afford oranges. And she's like, but I want one. And um, the mom's uh, trying to clean up uh, this this uh, pet uh, dog of, her, of hers. And she cries and it gets into the stuffing and it brings the dog to life. Although that doesn't seem to be the only thing that brings these animals to life. They just seem to be alive mm-hmm. in general. But not in a Toy Story sort of way. Because eventually yeah. people see these see these things walking about. Uh-huh. It, it, they, they know... They don't care if, people, if uh, humans know or don't know. It's not a secret. Everybody right. knows the knows that in Paris, France, that toys could live and talk and everything. Well, it, it was in English. It could have been in Paris, but they they definitely didn't even bother just like dubbing it. They just had like people mm-hmm. talking, and it didn't matter because it was like recorded afterwards. No. Uh, but it is strange that a lot of kids' movies are about proving adults wrong in general things. You know. Yeah, I mean, like it—it's it, just in, like you know, everybody knows that Santa Claus is real, <laughs> and and you're immediately brought into a world where parents are just clueless and are like telling their kids that Santa Claus isn't real, and the whole movie is a expose uh, showing you that yes, he is real, and this is this is how awesome he is. So you think that's because? Like the the generation, they uh, like the eighty, the seventy, eighty kids. They was always told that's not gonna happen. That's not gonna happen. You're never gonna be able to talk to somebody long distance without paying a absorbent amount of money. And now we could call anybody long distance like it's nothing. You know? <laughs> no, no, it's not a it's not a matter of shared information because that backfires. Uh-huh. It's all about wanting kids kids wanting to believe a certain thing, yeah. no matter if it's right or wrong. Uh, there was, uh, there was, uh, my, my nephew is, is really into the Harry Potter books. Yes. And he mentioned that he was, he's read four of the five books and I said, there's seven books. And he said, no, there isn't. There's five. And I said, no, there's seven. Mm -hmm. And why would it, why would I be wrong? He said, because my friend told me there were five of them. And I said, look it up. I said, look it up on Wikipedia. He looked it up. It said seven. And he said, no. My friend is right. Yes. You and the internet are wrong. And that's basically I agree kids, with that kid. The kids want to believe a certain thing, <laughs> so so they'll believe it. In the same way that they believe that these uh, these animals are alive and uh, and are willing to do the bidding of a even though the mom doesn't want to do it. Uh, it even gets to the point where the mom is getting rid of the toys. They don't explain exactly what she's going to do with the toys. Mm-hmm. Who wants ratty old toys anyway? Was she gonna sell them? Yeah, she- that's that's what she was gonna do. She was gonna sell it to the store, but the toys decided to make a jailbreak escape. Right, they left because who wants to help out the mom in this situation? Yeah, I, I'm alive, so but that's why she couldn't get her kid an orange because she was so poor. Right, and and the only way that you can get oranges is by selling. But as the dog did, you don't give a fish; you teach a kid to fish. And in this case, they taught this dog how to get an orange. Mm-hmm. And in the process of getting an orange, which is the most valuable fruit in all the land, there are other things that wanted this orange, including this uh, circle of hell that existed below the streets that, that involved other uh, forgotten True. forgotten animals and stuff. Uh, I guess strong, I guess the, the plot of that was thrown away stuff because it was like uh, 
the food that you ate, like a like the fish bones and it wasn't. It was a whole this, bunch of other things. Yeah, it was everything was, was animated, yeah. whatever it was, including a devil with a really long nose that looked weird in profile views because you weren't sure what it was doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it just was. Oh yeah, that nose is supposed to be long, sort of thing. Uh, these these animals could not eat or digest any human food, but they did so to show their superiority during this time, including trying to get this orange. Now, oranges uh, were packaged in several ways. They, they actually not only had the skin, which is the natural packaging that, that, uh, that serves as something, but they also had this uh, paper uh, that made it look like it was a large peppermint candy. Yes. That's the best way to, like, it was, it was it's been consuming all the other candy in a, in a jar that was there, and it just got that big. And, <laughs> you know, that's how that works. Like, if candy's just left over, they kind of, like, form like a rat king. Like, they like just kind of, like, they stuck just together. absorbed it and everything. Like, yeah, they you turn it. you part of the legion of uh, candy. Right, they're a Cronenberg candy. Uh-huh. Like, a- a- after a while, that's basically what this, this orange looked like. Uh, the, the dog is able to navigate through all this, get back to the place, give the, give the kid uh, the orange. Not only just... They give the kid a go on a heat. He, he made a kid bag. Yeah, yeah. Like, open the mouth and, and then drop it into uh, her mouth. And then the mom sees it and is like, oh, oh, we'll go figure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then that's the movie. Now, the the movie itself, yes, a tour de force. Something that you would never have expected uh, to, to see something at that time. That level of uh, commitment to, to creating something like this. But why the hell is it called Mascots? Uh, because that's the English translation of the French word <laughs> that it was called name after. <laughs> That's not a good enough explanation. It does not work. It, it, if it, if anything, it was like uh, that. Like when you go on quest in various games, it was your uh, familiar what this thing was. It was doing a job for you that you could not a- accomplish. It yes. was it was accomplishing a quest, a side quest that you would have with these. Oops, a little bit of a hiccup there. Sorry about that. All right, Herman, you were saying something. Yeah, I was saying something highly important. (laughs) It was so amazing that I just, I mean, I wish we could have recorded, you know. I mean, it was very profound. I actually said the cure for cancer and everything, but I I don't remember what it was now. So back to the mascot movie. That was was your tribute song that Tenacious D had? Yeah. That was your... uh, You're you're making a tribute to... This is tribute to cancer from now on? Okay, go for it. Yes, it was the best podcast ever but this is just a tribute yes to the best podcast ever yeah why why would it be the actual thing who cares yes um i was trying to incorporate the underbelly road that the dog had to travel to it's kind of like dante's inferno kind of like you go through hell just to get the the pie's possession back and right, bring it right. to what, bring you bring it to your love yes you know so i don't know for the love of oranges i don't know <laughs> That was almost like a defeated tone. It's like, I guess for the love of oranges, like uh-huh. that was almost like a way that, like when you yell at your kids, sort of thing. Uh, oranges, it's <laughs> like for the love of oranges. Why do you keep doing this to me? Orange is the new treat. <laughs> oh, I see where you're going. Ah, I like that. Yeah. Herman's getting a little feisty with his. Uh, yes. eh, whatever. I just... well, whatever. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> okay. uh, but but it is definitely like it's 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 short. Uh, and I, I don't mean to harp on the fact that it's short. It's just it's, it's, it's short. It, yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> I'm explaining what it is to you people. Don't you understand? It's it's uh it's worth checking out. It's it's one of those movies that uh, because of its length, 
that you don't mind like uh, paying it, you know, like just like spending twenty minutes enjoying it, and I almost feel the same way for this next film that we're going to be watching uh, called The Mascot. It, it does have the article in front of it, and it is only one for whatever. Or no, this one's called Mascot. This the other one was the Mascot. This is Mascots. Yes, it was directed by by uh, Christopher Guest. Yeah, it was also included uh, his old character from Waiting for Guffman. I don't know if you caught that or not. Yeah, Corky. It it, it it felt like he didn't need to do that, but but yeah. at the same time, it was like a hey, look, let's let's see what's who's here. But anyway, we do probably have a trailer for this one. Let's go ahead and play that trailer right now. Mascotting is not unlike a marriage in that it's about cooperation, mm-hmm. uh, it's about listening. Yeah. Um, even if people are screaming at you, you're not allowed to talk, and it, that's a good lesson for a marriage. Yeah. You know? Hundreds of mascots wanted to compete in this year's competition. We finally narrowed it down to 20 finalists. Danny the donkey, my mascot, was the first one to have an anatomically correct costume. You know, I was overcompensating. Classic overcompensation. I'm Alvin the Armadillo. I love all kinds of dancing. I can can hip-hop. I can pop. I went to the Fluffies five years ago. I got honorable mention. That's like first place, really, but it's it's a weird first place. My name is Tommy, also known as The Fist. A lot of people say I'm the bad boy of sports mascottery. To be fair, I am currently serving six temporary suspensions. I announced the gold category. I wrote a book and I got more applause than he did. Did they make you this size just to fit in the worm costume? No, they made me this size when I was born. Was oh, born. I see. I thought maybe they shrunk it down. Hey, we're back, everybody. Uh, we were we were rattling, at least when, when I was explaining this over to Herman about what we were about to watch, uh, the, of Chris for guest films uh, and TV shows, because he's done plenty of, of both of those things. He is... Not necessarily a director that you would know based off of his directing style, but you would more know him because of what the choice he makes when when creating a movie, whenever he's directing a movie. Of the list of things that is he's credited as director. Now, mind you, there are some in here that aren't that don't follow this pattern. Which one which ones of these have you seen? Okay, go ahead. Oh, I have to. Oh. oh, I list them to you. Fair oh, enough. Okay, let's okay, do this. Okay. okay, waiting for government was the first one. He did. He was in spinal. This is Spinal Tap, and that's basically the same thing that we were watching. But uh, well, let's go with Waiting for Government. No, you have not seen that. Nope. Uh, Best in Show. Nope. A Mighty Wind. Nope. For your consideration. Nope. Uh, Family Tree. That was a TV series he did with Chris O'Dowd. <laughs> no. Uh, the, these are these are. Highly recommended film. Now, the Every funny thing, single it, one the of funny them. thing about it, what <laughs> I have saw, seen, you saw the worst of this bunch is no, what he I, did. No, I seen his TV movie, which was Attack of the Fifty Foot Woman. That does not count, and I neither know. does neither does Almost Heroes. That do, neither one of those things are are count on this list because yes. uh, what he decided to do after making. Uh, this is Spinal Tap is take the reins away from Rob Reiner and create a movie using a limited script and letting people just go off using imp- like they have a character yeah they have a character idea but they don't have much written down on paper on what they could be uh, the first thing that they did which was the the Courtney character was waiting for Guffman um, then then it moved on to best in show that's probably the one that if you were to know him from something it was that film. Uh, then, then there was a mighty wind, and for your consideration, both of those are not as good, but not bad either. 
and this was one he made specifically for Netflix that was getting middling reviews, and just I just never got around to watching. Now, I put everything else that he does in pretty high regard, and I just didn't bother watching this one for whatever reason. Um, it's it's very entertaining. Uh, it's not it's not great. It's not worth watching. But if you've watched everything else he's done, this is not one you don't. It, it's not necessarily a skipper. Like it does have some great stuff. It does have practically everybody he uses for all these films. It does not have Eugene Levy or Catherine O'Hara. Those are the two mainstays that he's had previously. They are not in this one. Mm-hmm. Fred Willard is in it, playing what he does best. Uh, a uh, very insensitive man <laughs> from a bygone era, which is which is what he's done in practically every movie he's been in. Uh, it he also puts it off nicely, though. He, he, yeah, he, he, it works for him. He even had, <laughs> yeah. and it was it was funny to see him go against Brad Williams. Did you, did you know that was Brad Williams? Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. He's he's a comedian, but he's also uh, a, a little person. Yeah, and he's uh, one of the little people in a in a mascot uniform. He, he, and the whole time. That's that was the fixation that that he could not get away from. Fred Willard could, just could not get away from this. And I and, could tell that was improv because I heard Brad Williams on the interview before, and somebody already somebody asked him how he how he drives his car. <laughs> he the same way he explained the free will how he drives his car is the same way he drives his car. Yeah. And I could tell like oh they just he just he just he just basically telling people off the way that he that he always tell people off. Right. You know? Right. I wouldn't say telling people off. He's just that. That's just the standard answer that he had. But it also had Chris O'Dowd in this film. Uh, he you might know him from the IT crowd. Yes, as Zach no, Woods, the, the IT crowd. Yes, sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Zach Woods, uh, Michael Hitchens, who had been in a bunch of his, Hitchcock. Excuse me, Michael Hitchcock, who had been in a bunch of his stuff as well. Uh, yeah, you heard Harry Shear's voice. He was yeah, the, the announcer. announcer. Yeah, yeah, that that was a nice treat. Uh, Parker Posey, who's been in basically all the ones that he's done up to this point. Man, has. Boy, has did she ever? I don't know. I, I'm okay. Parker Paul is a nice person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all you want to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna say. Yeah. Yeah, but but each nice one of them person. have their own little quirks. They they none of these are mainstay mascots. Nothing from a big program. They they're either in uh in sports that no one's familiar with overseas over here, like mm-hmm. they're overseas. Or they're just in a small enough district, but they know this award ceremony that they're all going to. If you get first place, that's going to shoot you up into stardom because then you'll just be picked by the big leagues and then get a six-figure salary. Uh, but they also uh, it, it, possibly it had, right. Uh, they uh, it, it's the same format that they did for Best in Show, uh, where you have people coming in from all all the all various countries and locations, and then competing in a in a championship. That one actually felt more. Uh, like tense when you saw the the actual thing when when everybody performed in this one there was a clear runaway winner in this like the audience definitely thought there was a clear run, runaway winner yeah yeah you didn't get that in best in show because they they made everybody and it's the same for well, this is just something that happens with dog shows can you tell what's the best dog there's no way they're no. like because judges have uh, their their own method, and unless you know what that method is, it's not just based off of sight or looking at an animal. Well, I think I think they made that clear, like with the um, the plumber the plumber routine. You could see that two judges were eating it up, but the other judge, you could tell, like okay, he, she is not feeling it at all. Right, you right. know. So, yeah, but the hedgehog yeah. did so well. Like they, they gave that that character such a routine that you're like, oh. Then they gave the aardvark the the other routine where it was like, let's be as abstract as possible yeah. and get the uh, smattering applause. 
And then and then they had the couple that was fighting, which is a, a mainstay for these things. Uh-huh. Uh, and you're like, well, we know who's going to win this. This is not the- yeah the fist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I like the fist routine. He's uh, well, there was definitely yeah there 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 was a lot of. Uh, uh, they they basically gave everybody their own quirks. It didn't feel like it stayed too long in their worlds where you felt bored at any point. They gave every they let them interact with other characters. They did uh, they they had their own uh, uh, themes that they were going for well, each one of okay. them. Okay, so. for a person like me who ne- who never even think that this is possible, if there is something out there like a mascot show, a mascot award show, yeah, I would ridicule it just by hearing it. But after watching this movie. He, he, you can see that it was they, they was joking, but you can see how it actually could work. Like how you know it was it was it, it was a joke, it was a comedy, but you can it wasn't trying to make fun of it. It just is what it is, and I mean they had some good routines. It was a very entertaining movie, um, right. kind of educational, <laughs> kind of. I mean. You got Google in your ear. Make sure you Google in your ear correctly. Yeah. You know, kind of educational. Drop some stuff. Um, <laughs> you just enjoy doing that, don't you? <laughs> yeah. But, like, uh, no, they, uh, it was a good movie. I mean, I could see what guests was, like, uh, trying to go with this. Like, it's kind of, is this kind of like best in the show? Like, where it started off as a joke, but if you watch the movie, you might enjoy the, the, um, the movie itself and enjoy the. Well,. There's something there's something very specific about what Christopher Guest is able to do when he when he creates these things. He's he is making fun of them, but in a way to where you don't feel like it's overt. Like you're not you're not uh, like laughing in their face at mm-hmm. what they do. Uh, these people are clearly doing something that they love, and uh, they're doing it because uh, they they enjoy doing it. And it's not for the fame or the fortune. And there, there never will be. It's just something that they've always loved doing. So th- this is this is just something that's worked whoa, whoa, out. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, I just thought about something. You think that Christopher Guest could do a, a podcast movie and be like guys who just do a podcast and they don't really get paid? Uh, yes, no that's kind exactly, of accolades uh, from how, it. How then, you are so astute, Herman. <laughs> this is exactly like that. No, <laughs> this is nowhere near. And like they following the crazy lies and stuff. Like, well, why do you do it? Oh, he's so kooky. Look at those guys. They're just doing things. Yeah. Look at them. They're so cool. Yeah. No, no. This is not a no, no, no. You got a camera in this in this no. in this Christmas tree? No. Yeah. Yes. No, not for you. <laughs> right. That camera's for me. Okay. <laughs> it's for personal reasons. So, no. I, it, it wouldn't it, it definitely it wouldn't surprise me if somebody were to make the life and times of people that do podcast and put it on something like this, but he's he's done some other shows. I know Eugene Levy spun off and did one called like Shit's Creek. I yeah, my, yeah, I watched that. Uh, I watched like three seasons of that. Yeah, that 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 is a similar style to what he's got here going here. Just because they they share a very similar um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Comic Sense sensibility. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah, Eugene Lee, he broke it off and doing it with his son, though. It's, right, right. Uh, but but yeah, they, there's there's a lot of that going on. There's a there's that that familiarity that you have with the product that it doesn't it doesn't feel forced. Like it's. Uh, it, it's the same uh, routine that they. It, it's almost like they're walking through it. It's like the same sort of thing that they have going. But yeah, if you were to watch anything, start with Waiting for Government, then move on to Best in Show. Okay. You might enjoy Best in Show more just because of the whole 
Eugene Levy? Bug show thing. Oh, okay. No, they're both Eugene Levy's in, in all in both of those. Okay. Like I said, Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara are in both of those. They just weren't in this one for whatever reason. They were both in A Mighty Wind. They're both in For Your Consideration. So yeah, I wait. Was he in For Your Consideration? I at least Catherine O'Hara is in Cat and For Your Consider. It might. It's been a while since I've seen. So waiting for Guffman and then Best in Show. And, uh, but since you like dogs, and dogs are just awesome. Just go ahead. But yeah, I think this one needs to keep mascots because it is about mascots. mascots. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, overtly clear that it was about mascots in this movie. <laughs> yeah, they the the name was rung true on what we were watching. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it, it is a joy to watch, especially uh, he he uh, guest definitely has that uh, way of finding new talent to be put in, onto the screen as well. Like he's. He knows when he sees somebody that, that has that same sensibility that he does when it comes to these things. But I definitely recommend you at least watch Mascots if you've seen the rest of them. This is not that much worse. It's that same, hey, it's on Netflix, might as well watch it, mm-hmm. that most people have when it comes to Netflix shows. Yeah, you I was trying to remember all the stuff I saw at in Austin that, that's going to be on Netflix, but The Night Comes For Us is definitely the highest one I recommend. But Hold the Dark is out right now. And it's not bad, especially if you've seen Green Room. Like it's it's if you know what you're getting into, sort of mm-hmm. thing. The Apostle was kind of disappointing because it's not like the Raid. Like it's done by the same guy that directed the Raid, but he's this is not the same type of movie at Isn't all. It, well, it's not. It's not. Is it action? Not really. Okay. <laughs> it, it's it, it takes a while to get to any action, and most of it is not not as good as The Night Comes for Us, which will be available in three weeks, and I highly recommend you watch it. There, there were uh, uh, there were a couple of people that tried to make it a standing ovation, but not everybody stood up for it. So I can't say <laughs> I can't say like it was last year for Body. Oh. Although I did stand up when when it happened. No, but not everybody else did. But yeah, did I stand up for Body? I don't know. Everybody else did. You didn't join? Were yeah. you just that angry at, at like movies in general at that point because it was like day four and you're like, ugh, I just want to leave. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> You got anything else you want to talk about, Herman, before we uh, skedaddle from here? Nah, nah, nah. That's enough. Yes, check out all of our other podcasts are on the Red Stick. <laughs> but I'm, I'm just suggesting <laughs> to uh, our audience to okay, check ahead, out other things ahead. that are available, that, that are also available on this fine network. You can hear archives of the Red Stick podcast as well as archives of the dork in our other podcast. You can also check out Herman, who is killing it over at Trivial Objections, or it's Trivial, excuse me. Trivial. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they haven't asked you for trivial objections yet, which is a shame. Ah, uh, but yeah, you should be on there. I don't, I don't kicking know. butt, and taking I, names. I, I don't know. That's more. That's more for real comedians. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, not gonna do it. Yeah. I, I still suggest you should. I probably will do it eventually. Yeah, I know you wouldn't. <laughs> but other than that, can be only one podcast. My name is Robert Rao. Herman Omega Prime Davis. Good night. Uh, just getting all situated and closer. Test your tested. Closer. That's not closer. 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 Yes. Right. I think that's good. That's good sound check. How, uh, you, how you doing, Rob? Doing okay. Doing okay. That's it. Uh, I'm doing fine. Huh. Got a haircut. I, I'm, that's what I know about you. <laughs> it's not. It's not a haircut. <laughs> that's for sure. I didn't show you all my sweet uh, merch that I got when I was over in Austin. No, you did not show me all the merch that you went to. Spent less than a hundred bucks over at uh, Uncommon Objects, so that was a win. What? There was a there was a little uh, statuette of a, a wire fox terrier I was going to get my mom, but I knew that she probably already had this thing, and they were charging twenty five bucks for it. And it was about 
let's say about three inches wide. Uh-huh. So it's not very big. It didn't look impressive enough to say like, hey, look what I got you, sort of thing. So I just, it'll probably still be there anyway. <laughs> I mean, you could have got it and just hold on to it, just like you know, for future. Oh, for <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As like for future considerations, yeah, yeah, and just in case like another holiday comes up, yeah. or or if if there's another adventure uh, that that uh, like if if you don't if if they like if I come back empty-handed somewhere else, like hey, at least I got you this. There you go. You know, you know what my dad wants every time I go out for these things. Money. So, oh. yeah, uh, shampoo specifically because he he goes to the gym and he needs like the little baby shampoos. Do he understand you can buy soap anywhere? You don't just have to buy soap in Austin. But it feels like a win. Like you didn't have to pay anything for it. Yeah. Even though, even though I, I went to an Airbnb and they didn't have those things. They didn't, they didn't provide you with some soap. They did, but they, it isn't like they expect you to take it. Like oh. that's not something that you do at an Airbnb. Oh, he wants you to take. Oh, okay, I get it. Right, I get it. Right, you know how the amenities that you get from yeah. like a hotel, and you're supposed to take it like it's supposed to be built into the cost of what you have. You have uh, various conditioners, hand hand wipes, or whatever that they have at this thing. Uh, you know, I like get at a at a fancy smancy place. Uh, uh, they re- they usually charge you if you get like a, uh, a, a, a like one of those ropes or something. If you steal that, then yeah, that's oh, out no, of bounds. I, I don't even I don't even touch those ropes, but uh, yeah, they don't my, wash those things. That's yeah. my when uh, out to uh, took the girl to Tampa. Mm-hmm. I just realized I had you know took a shot the other day, and I realized I say, huh, I must have took some of these Holiday Inn seats because now they actually the Holiday Inn. They actually put their name on the on the towels and on the oh. tag at the bottom. It's so not. They, it's not. So noticeable. they can scan it if you're walking out in like toga fashion leaving yeah, for the day. I guess so. Room three fourteen, checking out. Hey, what does that robe say? Get him! <laughs> and then like the the holiday end people just swarm. They like pop out of the uh, the ferns and stuff that were all uh, adorned around the hallway. Yeah, they were just. It was a, it was a scam this whole time trying to catch you. So there, ha ha! Oh man, uh, but but yeah, I, I, I just got back from Austin and I'm tired enough. I, I kind of want to go into this more, but we we've been three minutes on this thing. So I think we're gonna go into it. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah.